Welcome to the New Grace Sermon Podcast. New Grace exists so people experience new life in Christ. We invite you to connect with us on social media, at newgrace.cc on Facebook and Instagram. For more information or to support this ministry financially, visit us at newgrace.cc. Hebrews 11, Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says in verse number one, let's read a little bit of the scripture. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, that is faith, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that Things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Skip down to verse number six with me. This has always been my favorite verse for years. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Church, when was the last time in your life that you needed God to do something unreal? When was the last time that you needed God to do something that was so far beyond your ability in your marriage? So far beyond your limitations as a man or a woman? When was the last time you needed God to do something in your life that other people, bystanders, would have thought it was insane and crazy to pray such a prayer and ask such a thing? When was the last time that if it would have happened, if it would have happened, God would have been the only one qualified to pull it off and make it possible? When was the last time you needed God to do something that was unreal. I want to, for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about this very relevant subject in our church and in our individual lives, unreal. We're going to be talking about the unreachable, the unreasonable, the unreal things that our faith and our God can accomplish and do. Can I submit to you this morning, there is power in our faith when placed in our God. Somebody help me go to church right there. There is power in our faith. However, I want to say to you that faith is, faith is not the default way that you and I set out to accomplish an unreal thing. The reality is that you and I, many times, by default, our instinctual programming is that we rely on our natural senses to figure things out. Because when you and I want to figure things out, usually what we do is we use our feelings not our faith. By default, I am programmed instinctually to go with what I feel. And I interpret what I feel with my five natural senses. Now, no, no, no mistake, there, there is power 
in your five senses. For through your five senses, that, that's how you connect with and experience the seen world. That is how you learn. It is how you grow. It is how you gain understanding and knowledge. It is, it is how you come to experience that which you can see. For our senses tell us what is real. It does. Our senses tell us when food is real good. Our senses tell us when a pan is real hot. Our, our senses hopefully tell us when a shirt is real tacky. And if your senses are off, God will give you a wife. Right? Your senses tell you when your shoes are too tight, like today. Your senses tell you what's real. It tells you what's ridiculous. It, last night, Ashley and I, we, we, we invested in a shelving unit for our garage. I'm not, I'm not the world's best handyman. Shocker there. Uh, shake my hand, you'll be like, he's never known a callus. <laughs> he's never busted a nail with a hammer. But uh, she's like, we can just get the wood and, and, and make shelves. And I'm like, you don't understand. My brain can't compute how to take a piece of wood and make a, like it doesn't, I get it. That's why God made YouTube for the DIY kind of guy, but I'm, I can't even do it myself. Like, let's just go buy a boltless shelf that will assemble, that'll hold, as Ashley thought, 10 tons worth of stuff. And the box itself, it weighed 138 pounds, not put together. And uh, it's not like it's not like deadlifting a barbell, you know. It's it's awkward. It's not evenly distributed. And so, you know, around 10 o'clock at night last night, my frustration's getting the best of me, and I just grabbed the. I, you know, yeah, y'all know how you go into that. Like between the age of 30 and 60, you just have that rage mode as a man. You know, bottled up anger that somehow finds a way out. You know, you're just mad at something. You don't even know why, so you take it out on a piece of equipment. I just grabbed it, just manhandled it, walked into the garage. Ashley's like, don't do it by yourself. And she's standing there, not helping. Don't do it by yourself. And this thing weighs more than you. What are you going to do? Assist me with encouragement and watch. Oh, yeah, rip my hip flexor right off. I mean, just, just trying to get it in the garage. Leaning up against the wall. My senses were telling me as I was walking in there and I felt my T's and my L's popping out of place. This thing is real heavy. And I'm real stupid. We, we use our senses to experience and connect with the, the real world. Because our senses tell us what's real. The problem is, there comes a point Spiritually, your senses can be unreliable. Your senses can be deceiving when it comes to the spirit realm. Because our senses are quick to tell us when something is impossible. Our senses are quick to tell us when we've reached our situation limitation. Our senses are 
signaling to us when a situation no longer makes sense and we've got to figure out something else. I want to tell you something. It is in these situations that we have to recognize we have been given a sixth sense. And no, it's not seeing dead people. It's faith. It's, it's, it's faith. For faith is how we connect with and experience the unseen world. Faith is what allows you and I to see beyond that which is seen. I wrote this down. God told me to tell you this. Here is the thing about faith. Faith makes sense when nothing else about a situation does. It is faith that makes sense. Maybe, maybe you've been in a situation over the last year, and no matter what angle you looked at it, it just didn't make sense. Didn't make sense how it was going to come together. Didn't make sense how it was going to happen. Didn't make sense how it was going to work together. Didn't make sense how God was going to use it. Didn't make sense how God was going to get glory out of it. Didn't make sense how you were going to make it through it. Didn't make sense on how you would grow out of it. But I want to tell you something. Faith allows you to discover an angle and a facet of any situation. And when the situation doesn't make sense, you have a faith in a God that helps you make sense with your faith. Faith sense. Somebody help me give God praise. Tell somebody next to you, it just, it just makes sense. It just, it just, it just, it just, it just makes sense. Where we're at as a church, it just makes sense. Where I'm at in life, it just makes sense. Where our marriage is at, it just makes sense. Where I'm at in, in my career path, it just makes sense. Where I'm at in the ministry, where I'm at in my walk with God, it just, it just makes faith sense because faith makes the unreal very real. We walk, we, narrow it down. Don't throw it into the whole audience. Don't blanket this statement. Let's, let's narrow it down. When the Bible says that we walk by faith, the, the, the possessive plural pronoun we is talking about a believing audience. We walk. Now he is putting in tangible physical terms a spiritual idea when he says walk. He's talking we spiritually walk. We spiritually go through, navigate life spiritually by, here's our compass, faith. We do not walk by feelings. If you walk by feelings, you will not stay married. If you walk by feelings, you will not stay in church. If you walk by feelings, you'll never trust God with your finances. If you walk by feelings, you'll be confused about who you are. If you walk by feelings, you will live this life aimless and you will live this life with no direction. We don't walk by sight, a sense, naturally. We walk by faith, a sense, spiritually. Five senses are natural. One sense is supernatural. It is beyond and it is bigger than that which is natural. In the unseen things of God, your five senses fail you. In the unseen things of God, it is the sixth sense of faith that doesn't fail us. Now, here's the deal. We have so many ways, like that word faith. We have so many ways we want to define that. We have so many things we see on Facebook, so many ideas. Just Google image, faith. And you'll see just a diversity of different concepts of what faith is. Other religions have faith. 
How is it that other believers, other Christians, have different versions of what they say faith is versus what you and I say faith is? Thankfully, the Bible actually defines faith for us. We actually read it in the very first verse. Faith is defined for us in verse number one. Now faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Let's read that again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things that you can't see. Here's the definition, it's twofold. Faith is defined for us and that faith is a substance. What? You just said it was spiritual. Well, he says it's the substance of things hoped for. I'll put it like this to you. If you're hoping for something, that means you don't have it. You don't hope for something you have. You already possess it. But if you do not possess it, if you desire it, if you want it, if you ask for it, that builds in you a hope because you do not possess it. And the Bible says that our faith is the only substance we have of that which we hope for. What does that mean? We do not possess the thing we hope for. What are you hoping for? You don't have it yet. That's why you hope for it. You know what your faith is? Your faith is the only scientific, tangible substance you have in relation to that which you are hoping for. I wrote this down. Scientifically, if you take all of the things that you hope for and you boil them down, the only real thing you have left in the bottom of the test tube with God is your faith. Sometimes you've got to hold on by faith. Sometimes you got to believe against the odds by faith. Some of us in this room, we are, for, we are hoping for some things that do not make any sense to our coworkers. Hoping for things that do not make sense to our family. Our parents think it doesn't make any sense. Our friends think it doesn't make any sense. Heck, maybe the church down the road doesn't make any sense to them. Maybe you're in this room and you're hoping for something from God and it doesn't make sense to anybody else on your row. I want to tell you, if you boil it all down to the very bottom of the formula and your faith is what you've got, my Bible says that our faith is enough to be an anchor that holds under the rock of hope, holds under against the ground of doubt and says that beyond any limitation, God can buy your faith. Mm, Faith is evidence. This is a legal term. I wrote this down. The only evidence I have of something I can't see is my faith. This is getting deep. Are y'all still with me? I haven't seen it with my eyes. But I've seen it with my faith. I've imagined it, an idea A thought planted in my mind, in my spirit, that did not come from me naturally. It came from God. God put something in my head that he saw for me. And by faith, I'm starting to see what God sees for me. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? And that faith allows me to be convinced of what I haven't seen because my faith becomes the convincing, convicting evidence that if God can put it in my head, oh, that God could put it in my hand. I feel like preaching in this room. Let me give you an example. 
If I say to you, there is an Outback Steakhouse in this shopping center, the evidence presents itself just a few hundred feet away. There is a sign on that building that says Outback. You can walk in there and put your name on a list with a host or hostess. You can sit down in a booth and hold an Outback menu. And when you order from your Outback waiter or waitress in that Outback kitchen, bless God, they'll bring you an Outback steak or a blooming onion. And the evidence is that you can taste it, you can smell it, you can sit, you can touch, you can see it. There's an Outback Steakhouse. The Outback Steakhouse is the evidence. But if I said to you, there's an IHOP in that Ruby Tuesday restaurant. Now we're talking by faith. Because if you pull over to that property, there's no IHOP sign. If you walk in, they ain't stacking burgers and stacking pancakes. If you walk in, ain't nobody getting sticky hands from sticky tables and sticky syrup. Ain't nobody passed out in the booth in a carbohydrate coma. <laughs> it's a vacant building. It's an empty parking lot with a Ruby Tuesday sign. Word on the street is the Holy Ghost is bringing an IHOP to commerce. That means somebody somewhere, somebody somewhere got it in their mind that there needs to be an IHOP in that building. And somebody somewhere is drawing up blueprints. Somebody somewhere is talking to the city and the county. Somebody somewhere is working on some franchising fees. Somebody, I'm getting excited just thinking about it, aren't you? Somebody somewhere sees it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody somewhere sees it. And soon and very soon, you thought I was going to say we're going to see the king. No, bless God, soon and very soon, we're going to pull into that parking lot and bless God, we're going to stack ourselves into heaven. You know why? Because it started somewhere in someone's head by faith. Before there was ever a sign on the door, before there was ever any pancakes on your platter, somebody saw it by faith. I want to tell you something. You got to keep on seeing what God put in your head. Even though the world can't see it and you can't taste it, you can't touch it, you can't smell it, you can't sit on it, you can't walk in it, who am I preaching to? Is there anybody in this room, you've got your head stuck in the clouds and you've set your affection on things above and you're believing God for that which you can't see? Faith is defined as the substance and the evidence of what you can't touch and what you can't see. Somebody give God praise. You learn to see the unreal is real when you understand how faith is defined for us. But if you skip down to verse number three, it gets even deeper. For the Bible says, through faith, we understand. Now that, that has always, I've always just been bewildered by that statement. Through faith, we understand. We understand what? That the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen 
We're not made of things which do appear. Faith is not just defined for us in verse 1. Watch this. This is some expository stuff right here. Faith is then developed in us according to verse number 3. Faith is developed in us in that faith leads us to proper understanding. The deception is that you and I want to live by feelings, and we use our senses to gain understanding. When the Bible teaches and tells us that it is through the sense of faith that we begin to gain true understanding. Faith is developed in us, and he says, through faith, we understand. I wrote this down. Faith changes how we understand what we can't see. Because faith begins to change how we process things. Faith changes how we perceive things. Listen to this. The natural senses that lead to your understanding are now starting to be overruled by a spiritual sense. Because God has allowed so many of us in situations just in the last couple of months that have challenged the limitations of our physical senses. And by all of our formulating and all of our equating and all of our limited understanding, things don't make sense. I want to submit this to you. Maybe they're not supposed to. Here's a better way to say it. Maybe it's time stuff stopped making sense to you. Because you are so quick to make eternal decisions based on spreadsheets. There are some things being challenged in your life right now that God didn't touch 10 years ago because he knew you weren't mature enough for the conversation. There are some scenarios you have found yourself in and some relationships you have found yourself facing and some crossroads you have found yourself at and God has got you exactly where he wants you and he is sick and tired of you always making decisions when things make sense. Perhaps God is wanting to stretch your understanding out of the physical into the spiritual. Perhaps there was something to it when he said that you need to be led of his spirit and that you need to walk in his spirit and that you need to be filled with his spirit. Maybe your mind is too limited. Maybe your thought process is too vague. Maybe the way you discern things and the way you discover things, maybe that's the reason you keep hitting wall after wall after wall. Perhaps God God has perfectly positioned you in a place today where he's going to flex in your life because it won't be based on the way you feel about things. It'll be based on how you faith your way through things. What do we understand with our faith? Developed in us. Through faith, here's what we understand. Let's start with the beginning. Sometimes you have to go back to figure out how to go forward. So let's go all the way back to the very beginning. Through faith, we understand that the worlds, plural, don't have time for that, rabbit, were framed, put it up there, verse 3, by the word of God. The worlds were framed by the word. Now, if we can't get on the same page right here, forget, forget making a faith-based decision this week. We need to understand this through faith, that everything seen came 
from a place you can't see. In the beginning, God. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God. That statement is so loaded. In the beginning. That means time had a beginning. Time started somewhere. All of creation started somewhere. And it says, in the beginning, God. Meaning God was here before the beginning. So God's the only one validated with the proper authority from a scriptural standpoint that has anything to do with the beginning, even beginning. In the beginning, God. And we learn from the story of creation that all things that exist in creation were spoken out of the mouth of God and framed in place. The worlds took their shape. The stars hung in their, stark, in their sockets. God told Jupiter how many moons to have. God told Saturn how thick of a crust and how thick of a circle to encompass it. God told the asteroid belts where to align. God told all of the orbits on where, where they were going to be in our solar system. God told every galaxy where to be and where the bounds would be. God put everything in place by his spoken word and he brought me over here today to tell you if God by his own word can frame all of the worlds in the universe how much more can God speak frame into your little world y'all ain't hear me I'm about to unpack this thing bless God till there's nothing left if our God who sits above the cosmos. Heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. My God, it's hard to talk about him and not get excited. If my God who sits on high and looks down low, if my God who is the creator and the supreme designer of all that there is and ever will be, if my God who said that he was the great I am, if my God, the captain of my salvation, the Lord of hosts and the God of angel armies. If my God, my lawyer, my defense, my strong tower, my refuge, my help in the time of trouble, my God, my deliverer, my fortress, my father and my best friend. If my God can speak all out of nothing, how much more can God speak all into your nothing? Anybody working with nothing? Anybody working with nothing? God took the blank canvas of creation and made everything out of nothing. If God can speak it into existence. Star here, planet here, earth here, sun here, you here. All things that appear, all things that are seen came from a place and a person that you can't see. The invisible became visible because he spoke it. Romans 4.17, God calleth the things which be not as though they were. My God, that's one of my favorite verses. God calls 
things that are not presently as though they were past tense. Have you ever looked at something that was nothing and believed that God was going to do something? I feel some preach coming on. I'm trying to get y'all ready for fourth, fifth on the fourth Sunday. See, this will change the way you look at those don't see it yet situations. Anybody got a don't see it yet situation? Anybody got kids? Don't see it yet situation. Anybody in the room trying to have a Christian marriage built on God? Don't see it yet situation. Anybody go to a church that needs a location? (laughs) Don't see it yet situation. I've learned through the help of the Holy Spirit to get an eye for the don't see it yet situations and learn how to see it before you see it. My daughter Ava, she used to run around the house get some silly glittery hat, crazy ballerina dress. And she'd get me an Ashley recorder singing. And she'd sing and she'd dance. Not a shy bone in her body, just get up on the fireplace. You know, her words, I'm gonna sing Megan Twain. I'm gonna sing Megan Twain all about that bass. Just crazy. Singing, just singing. I remember sitting there going, this don't look like what I'm praying for. (laughs) All about that bass. I don't need to look at the lyrics for that. Right? I'm sitting there going, all right, Lord, what's there that I don't see? How do I see it? Because I know, I know you can take what ain't there and speak it. You call the things that are not as though they were. Are you, are you making a little worship leader out of this six-year-old? And she don't know it yet. And God will even, God will even let the devil and the world train them. Thank you, Megan Twaina, for twaining my kid. And preparing my kid. And here's, let me, let, me, let me say something. My faith didn't do, I didn't have Facebook faith. That said, oh yeah, I believe, I believe that. I believe one day she'll be a, she might be a worship leader. She might love the Lord. I know that's, that's Facebook faith. I had biblical faith. Because biblical faith begins to work on what you say you believe and it acts because faith means to act as if it was true. So, so I started believing that God was going to do something great with my child. I started, I started praying for God to inject and impart a gift, not, not a talent, a gift, an anointing upon my child. I, 
And, and it, led, it led me to speak it because faith is not reserved for just the heart. Faith can be released because God calls, God speaks. And sometimes you got to look at dead, dry bones and you got to look at a Lazarus in a grave and you got to raise your voice. And I would begin to speak this edifying, constructive, positive, encouraging word to her. God's going to do something big with you. God's getting you ready, baby. God's putting his hand on you. Can I, can I pray with you? Let's pray. Let's pray for God to reveal to you what it is he has for you. Let's pray for God to make your desires his desires. And one night, I heard worship music going on in a room. And I walked in there and I opened the door. And my little baby was on the floor. She had her hands up. And she was weeping and she was worshiping God. And I said, oh, and I didn't know whether I should close the door and walk out or go, go join her. And I, and I stepped back in. I said, are you okay? And she said, daddy, he's just so real. It's like he's live and in person. It's like he's in the room. And I just shut the door and got in the floor with her. And we just worshiped the Lord and blessed him and praised him and loved on him and let him hold us. My faith led me to begin to facilitate what I was seeing. Because before it was. <laughs> and now I'm seeing God manifest himself in her life at a young age. And I got to take my prayers and my faith and I got to start taking more action. So I begin to facilitate it. If you have this desire, we need to start putting you around people that know how to extract this out of you. Let's start speaking voices of influence into your life that are going to echo and reverberate off your soul in ways that I can't. And she spent the last 12 months learning how to lead worship. And now on Wednesday nights, her and several other young ladies gather on this stage. Whereas before, I'm sitting back here on Wednesday nights watching YouTube videos with these kids because we ain't got no worship leaders. And on any given Wednesday, we'll have three, four, five of them lined out across. The same way I began to see, it, it, I understood, I understood my faith Help me gain understanding. Because all I'm seeing, all I'm hearing is, well, this don't make sense. I mean, we're taking this girl to church. I'm trying to get her, you know, trying to write. We're listening to worship music. You know, I got, bless God, Daryl Walls playing and Paul Morton Jr. playing. I got good stuff playing. I got, I got, I got, I got elevation worship playing. And we got uh, uh, Hillsong. Well, I, I'm not crazy about Hillsong, but we got all this other stuff. And she's, All right, God, that's a don't-see-it-yet situation, but it's going to be there. We are in a don't-see-it-yet situation. Can I tell you something? The same way I saw all this before it existed, I'm not sure what color the wall is going to be where we're going to go. I don't know if it's going to be a concrete floor a cafeteria floor, a basketball court floor, a sawdust floor. Y'all crack me up, by the way. Y'all all crack me up. Bless God, I'll tell you what you should do, Pastor Derek. You should get that old tent out. Bless God, we'll have tent meeting. 
It's going to be mid-July. We'll all be negative 5% body fat by the time August gets here. Get the tent out. You sit there with your oriental fan while I'm up here sweating down to my underbridges. Tent out. Come on, JJ, help me close. You see how faith develops in you? It trains your understanding to lead spiritually. It, te it teaches you to look at stuff and go, I know what I see, but God can call that thing. I need to be talking to the one that can talk it into place. Y'all believe that? Verse 6, my favorite verse. Favorite verse in the Word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. He, he does not say, he does not say without faith it is difficult to please him. He says it's impossible. Because when you come to God, whoever's coming to God with a need, a request, whoever's coming and approaching God, you do it in such faith that you believe that he is. I like to imagine there's a blank right there. He is what? He's whatever you need. He's whatever you're asking. He's whatever you desire. He is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, faith, faith wasn't just defined for us. Faith is not just developed in us changing our understanding. Look at this. Faith is also demanded of us. It's, it's demanded from us. God, I, I want you to, I want to I teach you something theological real quick. God is pleased with Christ. God is not pleased by you sitting in that chair. God is not pleased with your attendance. He, he's, 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 not, he's not pleased with your applause. God is, a, is pleased with the person of Christ. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And your faith is only possible because of Christ. So it shouldn't be surprising to us that anything that runs through Christ, like our faith, is pleasing to God. So here's, here's my question for everybody in this room. If God is only pleased on the basis of your faith, shouldn't you expect a situation in your life that demands your faith? Hold on, think about it. If it's your faith that pleases God, why would God let you off the hook in 2021? Somebody is raising a kid in this room and it is requiring every ounce of faith you have. Someone is in a relationship right now and it's requiring every ounce of faith you have. Someone has dreams and ambitions and goals and ideas and imaginations and a calling on your life and it's gonna require every ounce of faith you have. I'm looking at a room full of people who are part of a church family and we are in a situation right now and it's gonna require every ounce of faith we have. Why? Because your faith... Your faith is the only thing that pleases God. 
When you come to him, when we come to him, when we gather in his presence like this by faith, in faith, it's pleasing to God. When you have a situation that you're like, this doesn't make any sense. God's like, this is the perfect time to make sense of your faith. This is the perfect time for me to leverage and develop a faith in you that will lead you to true biblical spiritual understanding. God has many of us right now in a situation, and the situation is demanding our faith. I feel, I feel like one of them two boys. <laughs> I feel like one of them two boys that was walking down a little pathway. They're walking together down this path. And, the, and to their surprise, they come up on this gigantic wall blocking the path. No way around it. Huge wall. The boys are looking at the size of the wall. And one kid says to the other, well... As he starts to turn around, he says, well, I guess we got to go back. You know, the kid's just staring at the wall. He takes his hat off. Grabs the other kid's hat. Throws him over the wall. That kid says, why did you throw our hats over the wall? Kid rolls up his sleeves. He says, now we got a reason to go over the wall. We can't go back now. Now we've got to climb this wall. You know what we did last Sunday? <laughs> Trading a pulpit for a chair, having that kind of conversation together. You know what that was? Go get your hat. Let me tell you something. When we started this church in a movie theater with 15 people and I signed a lease agreement for 12 months at $500 a week that we didn't have, yeah. <laughs> the general manager of the theater company is like, it's $500 a week. That'll be $2,000 a month. Can, can, can y'all do that? I'm like, absolutely we can. I remember looking at everybody going, y'all better start robbing people right now. Go hold up that quick trip. We got to pay this month. <laughs> hey, I done thrown my hat over the wall. Anybody else? Faith will be our climbing gear. But we need a reason. We need a reason to keep going. Doesn't make sense. Let's, keep, let's throw our hats over the wall. In your marriage, throw your hat over the wall. Raising your kid, throw your hat over the wall. Believe in God for a thing that he put inside your heart to do, throw your hat over the wall. Give yourself a reason to not turn around, back away, shy away, or go away. And let's watch God do what doesn't make sense, and he does that through our faith. Come on, one more time. Let's give God some praise in the house. Come on, church. Let's bless his name.